When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to The View from the Gladys Street podcast. I'm your host, Ian Kroll. Everton are back to winning ways and there's two guests around the table who couldn't be happier. Well rested and back on the show after a few weeks off, we've got Lee Moulton. Hello, Lee. Hi, Ian. And retaining his place after a solid performance in last week's podcast is Robert Astle. Hello, Rob. Hi, mate. Uh, before we start, just a reminder to our listeners, you can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and the Acast app. All you need to do is search Royal Blue. There, you can rate, review and leave comments. Um, lads, we'll get straight to it. Uh, Lee, we'll start with you. You um, you were at the game on Saturday. Initial thoughts uh, with the win? I thought... So, we started off OK first half, but then... We give Fulham too much space, and then they, uh, they're the better team. We were, we were too slow, but then second half we came out, we were more at it, and and, and even when Bernard came on, we, we, we counter counterattacked well, and then we took our goals well. It, it was comfortable in the end. Yeah, Rob, probably or literally just a case of uh, a tail of two halves. Yeah, it was a bit of an indifferent first half, really. Um, as Lee said there, I thought we started out brightly, um, first 10, 15 minutes, but we we kind of. I don't know. There was like a lack, of, lack of confidence, maybe, um, over the like the last two results. They were a bit cagey, maybe. I don't know. Um, but obviously, Silver said something to them at half time, and I think when we missed the penalty, we all thought, "Away oh, we go again. It's going to be another long afternoon." Um, they just they knuckled down, and we ended up scoring three great goals um, and, and got the, a deserved three points. Really, I mean, watching the game in the first half, Rob, the you know, I, I thought people around me were quite, you know. Content with the performance, there was a few shouts of you know this this is this is terrible, um you know the obvious obvious frustration. But me personally, I did think it, it was poor. I don't I didn't think we were at the races whatsoever. Mm. Mm. Um, so to get that reaction in the second half, obviously, is quite pleasing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, like I said, it was an indifferent start. Um, it was very similar to the West Ham game when I was expecting us to get caught, um, and we nearly did. Actually, I thought Fulham should have gone in the, in, gone in at half time two and up. Really, they had two great chances. Um, but I think the crowd were quite rightly disappointed with the first half. I didn't agree with any of the booing at half time. Um, but it did see it. There was, but it seemed to be quite minimal as well. It was minimal, but it was still there. Um, and then to come out, he's obviously gone and said just be more aggressive, and that's what they were in the second half. I think that's what we ch- that that was the only only real change. We just it was just a turn of aggression. Um, we seemed to want want it more. Um, we were winning balls high up the pitch all the time. Um, Sigurdsson was a hell of a lot more effective in the second half. Obviously, he scored two goals. Um, should have had his hat-trick. Um but Yeah, it was whatever Silver said to them. Um, you know, it's done the trick, and we've walked away with um, a decent three points to get us back on track. Uh, Lee, the, the the most pleasing thing for me was obviously we we got a reaction in the second half, didn't we? But Silver didn't necessarily have to make any subs, any tactical changes for the for the players to to, to react. They just from that second forty five onwards, the 
they seem to be, you know, like they'd had a kick up the backside. And for me, for a manager who can do that, that's got to be a positive and a pleasing thing to see, hasn't it? Yeah, it is because he could have quite easily made a couple of subs at half time, but but he's the players are obviously listen to him, which is good because a lot a lot of managers in the league, the players won't listen to them. So for the players like to take on board with what he said and implement it was it is a positive and 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 he's come out today and said that that's the way he wants to play in the second half so so which 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 look good i think and we're not privy to obviously any half time team talk or conversation between the players and silver but do you think he's the type he obviously on the outside is the type of manager to stay calm but do you think he really did give them a kick up the backside and just say this isn't good enough for what you are doing at the moment i think so yeah and with losing the last two games and with a, a t- tough away game, Leicester. I think Silver Sports. Well, we we need to win this, and and, and he's probably, probably reminded the players of that as well. And to say that, like, if we'd lo- if we'd lost the weekend, we'd have been sliding to down table a little bit more. But but now we're, we're sort of back to mid table again, and we're then catching distance of teams, a few teams in the top half as well. So it, it is it is looking up now instead of looking down. Yeah. Rob, that's all you can, well, not all you can ask for, but it's one thing that you can ask for a manager who can motivate, isn't it? Definitely, you know, you look throughout the league and you can see the managers who are good motivators, they seem to get the best out of the players um, week in, week out, and hopefully Silva's the man to do that. I mean, it wasn't just on Saturday, but there's been games this season where you think, you know what, he's had a word with them there, or we started out really well, and... You know, we might not have got the result we deserve, but you can see they're listening to his ideas. They can see that they're listening to how he wants to play, and you can see the style of play doesn't ever ever really change. You know, it's getting it's 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 push them, be aggressive, and get in behind, and use the wingers uh, as best we can. And that's what we're getting used to now. And it, it, a few little tweaks, and we'll be all right. You know, it, let's not let's not be too overconfident after the three 0 win. You know, I know it was the three 0 win, but it, you know. It's a Fulham team who we should really be beating at home. You know, let's. And we need to keep our feet on the ground. Yeah, we? yeah, be sensible you know, about things. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think Mark, who's usually on the podcast with us, uh, mentioned on Twitter over the uh, over the weekend. He won't, there's no point in overreacting or to a loss, a win, or a draw at this season because this is a massive season of change for us on 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 off the pitch, and it's gonna take some time. And and I. I still think we're one or two players away from being that top side where we want to be. Um, but, you know, we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. Um, Lee, how happy were, were you for um, Sigurdsson? Obviously missed, missed the penalty at the bar, so it kind of it obviously was on target, but then he went and scored two goals. It's been a bit of a bit of a tough start to the season for Gilfie, hasn't it? Yeah, it is. There's been a, he, did, he did well to come back after the penalty and score a couple of goals. But there's been times when I've looked at him thinking, what exactly is his is his role in the team? But on but on Saturday in the second half, he he was getting getting forwards and and almost almost sort of a bit like a bit like 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 Kale arriving like late in the box or just on the edge of the box. And that's what we that's what we need. We need more goals from, from our midfielders. And if he can score eight, nine, ten goals, the one the one thing that he does need to improve is his, is his free kicks and and corners. A lot of time with his free kicks, he's hitting the wall a wall a lot. Hmm. And maybe he needs, he needs to vary them, or, or or just maybe practice more. But if he can improve his free kicks, he then he would then would then get more goals as well. Rob, has Lee got a point there? Because it seems 
anytime he played for Swansea or Tottenham, you would always see Gilfie Sigurdsson banging in a, a 30, 35 yeah. yard free kick right over the wall, top in. Yeah, I think Silver mentioned it as well over the weekend, didn't he? After the, after the game, you know, he could have had his hat trick at the weekend. You know, I thought the penalty was actually quite poor. It was lazy. Mm-hmm. It felt. It, it felt. I, I looked at his run up again. And I thought, watching it back, and thought, you know what, you were never going to score that. I think he was. He was nervous, though. Do you think? What do you think? I don't have. I don't know. His nerves or just. I, Nerves or overconfidence, maybe, but he definitely can't have more to his game. You know, I thought. I mean, I spoke to you at half time, and I said, "I was." We both said how disappointed we were with Gilfie's performance in the first half, yeah. um, and he did come out and he, you know, he scored two. He scored two great goals in the end, um, and he does. But he does need to have more to his game. I disagree on the corner situation because at least he beats the first man, which we've which we've not had for a few years. Um, but certainly set pieces, it'd be one thing that we probably did buy him for, and it'd be nice to see him ping someone in, some of them in from uh, from distance because they always look good, don't they? They do. Mm. I think with the corner situation, I kind of agree with both views, but disagree as well. It's like he does beat the first man, but I like to see me corners like whipped in. I feel yeah, like Sigurdsson, he obviously he clearly does beat the first man, but it, he kind of lets it float in, and maybe sometimes it goes it goes too high. You know, I miss the days of. Andy Hinchcliffe and whipping them yeah, corners in straight yeah. onto Ferguson's head, do you know what I mean? And um, we're, we're very rarely a th- like a threat, a are we? Yeah. From corners, I, I, and I think it's down. It's, it's you could could say in some respects it's down to delivery, but at the same time, I don't think we attack them enough. Yeah. We've got we've got a big side. You know, we've got Michael Keane and Kurt Zuma there, and you know, Jen Tosin's not small at all. And I just don't seem to think we win many others in the um, in the, in the penalty box when when the ball's whipped in like that, and. You know, it is an area for improvement, but, but yeah, you know, if he starts adding more of that more of that to his game, then you know, as you say, get the get you know, put more power on them. You know, you'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, but yeah, absolutely. I think um, the biggest thing for me, open questions about views, but it's you know, Sigerson didn't lose his head, did he? You know, he stayed composed after the mm-hmm. penalty miss, and he's almost come out and said that a younger Gilfy Sigerson may have lost his head there and just been trying to run around and chase the game but he knew that the team were good enough to beat Fulham and if a chance came his way or a chance to provide an assist came his way then he was going to deliver and he, he did do that didn't he? Yes he did yeah and and I, and I like well for both his goals they're on the edge, edge of the box of, and for the fir- first one when it when it comes back comes back out every time the, the, the ball comes out you want something on the edge of the box to have, to have a shot and then, and, and for, the, for the second one, when, when Bernard, Bernard's running, he couldn't really find Tosin, but then he, he, he waited, and Sigerson just got himself t- in tilt space. And also, he didn't he didn't blast into the net. You don't have to have to hit it hard. He just sort of passed into the net, and and and, sh- and sh- to show how, how easy it is, really. I think I think the first goal really highlights his qualities. You know, it, if you it's look, just a neat finish. I think. If you look at the if you look at the goal, there's the, the screenshot of where you know what's happened at the time. It's a minefield of players, mm-hmm. and you know he, he gets it through them all, and he and he gets it. In a, if he hits it any other in any other way, that doesn't go in. Yeah, but he hits it pinpoint. Yeah, and the keeper the keeper doesn't move. Well, if anything, no, the minefield of players, like you just said, there probably helps them because the keeper is yeah. probably not like unsighted. But isn't still, he? but still to get it through, I think that highlights his quality, and it is something that we do need to see a lot more of. And it was great to see, it was great to see him not um, lose his head because. You know, I think we all groaned when it, he did miss, thinking, "Oh, here we go, one of them days." But I, don't, I think it was only a few minutes later than we'd actually yeah, put one in the net, didn't we? I don't think it was long. Yeah. But I think, 
if you look at the second goal as well, the way he takes that second goal, it, it's it's not necessarily the finish there, it's the first touch. Bernard mm-hmm. obviously waits and waits and waits until Guilfi's ready to um to, to be there. But the first touch from Sigurdsson completely offsets the Fulham defenders and they don't know they obviously they can't defend against it then because he's gone past them. Mm. But he was he was spot on and it was great the way he reacted to it. Well, to put it on Sigurdsson here, and I'm not being harsh on him or anything like that because I'm delighted. I'm absolutely delighted the way he performed, especially in the second half and got his two goals. But we've paid forty odd million pounds for this this player here, so he should be he should be doing this, shouldn't he? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. You know, mm. it, 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 like I just said there, that the goals he scored shows his quality. It's just about him getting consistent, getting consistent doing it. You know, I, I said last week, Sigurdsson's a luxury player for us, and I do believe that. And he needs to be on his game like he was in the second half. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to get games like the, fir- the first half where he's non-existent. And it's it's not like playing with 10 men, but it's a bit of a hindrance sometimes because obviously you're looking, f- you're looking for more from him all the time and sometimes you're not getting it. So if he gets a bit more consistent, then great. Absolutely. Um, completely irrelevant now because it didn't really have any burden on the game. But was it a penalty? When... When I was in, I was at the match at the time. I didn't think it was, but when I seen it again, he does, he does, he does put his hands in it. He, he just shoved him down a bit. So yeah, I thought it was. Rob, uh, yeah, do you? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Only because, only because, only because. At first, initial thoughts was, you know what, it wasn't. But then, if you think back, the Bull and Road screamed for it. Mm. The Gladys Street never, and it was the linesman who gave it. Mm. True. And then obviously you look at you look at the if you look at the replay later on. He, at first, I thought he'd gone with his shoulder, and I thought that's not a pen, nah. but he doesn't. It's a shove, and yeah, it's. Yeah. The, I think the ball. I think the keeper's getting the ball either way, but still, it's a foul. Would you have been annoyed if it was the other way around? I'm annoyed with any goal that gets go, a pen over whatever that's given against us. <laughs> I mean, the only reason I bring it up is because obviously it did, it doesn't have any it didn't have any burden on the game. It's it's irrelevant, so so we missed it, and we the three goals that we scored were completely um, non-related to it. But we've had so many. Um, Decisions gone against us this season, and we so we haven't had the luck. And when it was given, I turned, I turned to me uh, to me mate who was sat with, and we just looked at each other and both said, "That's not a penalty." But we just turned round again to each other and said, "Well, we need we, we deserve a bit of luck." Yeah. And obviously, mm-hmm. we missed yeah. the penalty. But just thought, I think Everton fans can be, you know, uh, quite in the middle ground in terms of their opinions. They'll say, "Yeah, we, yeah, you know." It, it, it probably wasn't a penalty, do you know what I mean? Um, <coughs> so, I mean, for me personally, I don't think it was a penalty. I think we got quite Even lucky. Even Yeah, I do, because it, it, in a way, it's very similar to the, the, the Cavalry one, one at the Anfield Derby in the Cup. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. it was a penalty. No, I did, but yeah. see, probably trying to like contradict myself here, but <laughs> I felt like Lovren definitely did push his hand out and push him there, whereas this one, um, if anything, was probably clumsy. From I think a, I think that's the I think that's what yeah. you look at it as it's a clumsy it's a mm. clumsy penalty to give away it's not like it's not the most obvious of ones but you know there's enough there for the, at least the linesman to say that's a pen yeah was the linesman that gave that it was gave it wasn't it? it yeah it was yeah yeah, yeah. so like you said Bullens uh, the Bullens all screamed for it but the, the Gladys Street never really reacted mm-hmm. and it was I think that that was telling obviously the angle it was but you know. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't cares? really matter, yeah. does it? Um, what about the clean sheet then, Lee? We uh, 
finally got a clean sheet. Made up with that. Made yeah, up with yes. that more than the points yes, in a way. Was. Yes, especially <laughs> when Fulham attacking last five minutes of saying, just keep it, just keep it tight, keep it tight. Yeah, um, because we, we we can build on that now because we need to we we need to start keep continuing to keep, keep clean sheets because otherwise it's t- it t- costing us taking us two and three goals to score a game. Yeah, and and especially when you get close games we need to start winning games 1-0, 2-0s and, and that's when we will, we will climb the table and get more points on the boards rather than conceding, conceding a goal and sometimes the first goal you're chasing the game and, and struggling to get back into, into the game mm. I mean Rob Fulham didn't have like a, an almighty threat they had a couple of chances didn't they they had that session you know, one that, that at the bar mm. obviously a, a clear chance and you know um, he missed um, so Pickford Probably didn't have too much to do, but he didn't have a shot on target. It was just vital, yeah. apart from the don't let the bar. That's not on target, though, is it? No, well, I don't know. <laughs> Depends <laughs> what your class will say. This stats will say it's <laughs> not on target, mate. <laughs> um, but then he had obviously the one that in the second half where Pickford runs out at it. You know, that's commander yeah, from Pickford, isn't it? That's exactly yeah. what you want him to want I mean, him to be doing. To be fair, you look, you were look, watching that at the speed that that happened. That you could just see how how short we were at the back. I think we had one player back, yeah, and we're like, did. oh, here we go. It was from a corner that I'm yeah, sure as yeah. well. It was well, ridiculous yeah, how we yeah. ended up on the, the back foot from that. The speed they broke her. Yeah, did a bit. But then, speeds. I mean, the way Pickford came out and claimed that, it was as if to say, listen, I'm having this, I'm taking you with me. And, you know, we celebrate, I think we celebrated that, you know, more than we did. He said, yeah, yeah. You know, he did. more than we did one of the goals in the end. But um, it was great, you know. The clean sheet was absolutely vital. I thought on mm. Saturday, no matter you know, even if we'd won one nil, you know, it, 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 it didn't really, or five nil, that get get us that clean sheet because it's something that obviously we haven't had this no. season, no. and it builds confidence within the defence. Then um, Fulham, you could probably arguably say, actually, no, I'm going to say they were very lucky to even have that effort on the bar anyway because it should have been offside. Mm. Um, I think that was that was a period of the, the game, wasn't it? Where we it was like the last 10, 15 yeah. minutes of yeah. second half, second half, uh, first half. Sorry, where we were actually poor. Yeah. You know, we it was probably you could it was fair to say the first twenty minutes it was even, and then they just got on top of them, and it was like, well, yeah, we are playing poor now, and we're not we're not at the races whatsoever. Yeah. And um, but it was it was, the, and then he had that chance. I think it was in the first might might have been ten minutes. It was a, it was a bit of a half chance really from Shayla. Um, he should he should really hit the target there, but he, he balloons it over. And but they the, they were the two only two real chances that they had second half. They didn't really trouble us whatsoever. Um, and it, it, yeah, that clean sheet though, really really vital. And hopefully we can build on that now. It's almost a shame Fulham haven't been in the Premier League for the past couple of years, isn't it? Know, because yeah. we you know we always beat them. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The record 20, that we've got against twenty two in a row now, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, Something stupid. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. I dated it. I look back and I dated it back from two thousands. Six, I think it was. Obviously, it went back further, but it was like consecutive games. games. Yeah, yeah, Premier League yeah, games that we've won. Um, what about then, Lee? The, just speaking about the clean sheet, then, um, like the the partnership between Zuma and Keane is it blossoming? Is it need a lot more work? What are we What are we saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it is. It is blossoming. Um, there's there's still there's still at odd times when 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 they they wonder. Out, out wide and, and to, to try and cover the full backs, but I think, but I think they are winning a lot, winning a lot of headers now, and the, I think with them with them playing together because because I, I think they will now for the next few weeks with Mina being injured again, it, they can't they, they they can start building a relationship and and hopefully then can keep more clean sheets. Yeah, 
Well, Rob, what Lee just said there, um, Mina injured again or set back, so it's going to be a couple more weeks, maybe months, uh, before he gets in. We can't just keep saying, well, wait till Yeri Mina comes in, can we? We've we've got to get you know a settled yeah. back four at least, and uh, certainly a settled uh, back two pairing. Definitely, um, you know, and, and I think to be honest with you, I, I, I think Michael Keane comes in for a lot of unjust, unjust um, criticism from Everton fans. Um, I think he's had a great start to the season. I thought his injury was really, really unlucky. Um, but yeah, for me, it all starts at the back when it comes to um, when it comes to um, confidence. And if you've got if you've got a confident back four, you're certainly not going to lose games. And uh, you know, I think I think the only real change that we'll probably ever make now within that back four is maybe Coleman to come in for Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, if 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 that's what. Saying that though, Kenny's been uh, has played really well. You know, consistent yeah, anyway. You know, and, and it's uh, but yeah, it's it's all about consistency. And your two centre halves, if they can get a good partnership together, then you know you're on to a winner. And you've got a mix of both there. You've got, I think Michael Keane who probably does maybe like the ugly side of the defending, you know. And then you've got Mark Kurt Zuma who who you know tidies it up. He's a bit more got a bit more bit more legs on him than Keane. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and they're both young lads as well. Mm. You know, they're not they're not. No, no slight on Jagiel career, but you know you're not you're not looking at a 30, 35, 34 year old defender, are you? Whose whose legs are starting to go or anything like that, or what we used to last year with Ashley Williams. These are two young lads who should be able to um, should be able to see ninety minutes every every week without any without any problems. Yeah. Um, all right then. So the next section of the podcast, um, I want to talk about one particular player. It was a toss up between Tom Davis and Theo Walcott. But we always talk about Tom Davis on this podcast, so I want to I want to give him a break. I know everyone else has been talking about him recently as well, so I want to talk about Theo Walcott. Um, again, line of questions going to be sound like I'm being quite harsh because felt like he had a, a, a fairly decent game at the weekend. Got an assist, obviously for uh, Tosin's goal. But uh, Lee, is are you happy with his form? Is he doing enough for Everton at the moment? I don't think so. No, I think. Even in games, he's hot and cold. Mm. He, he can do like some like some great things, like he did at Bournemouth and like he did on, on Saturday. But then other times, he gives the ball away a lot, or or doesn't get a lot of the ball. And 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 he was the same at Arsenal. He, he was hot and cold. When he is when he is good and very and very hot, he's a great player. But then other times when he he disappears and, and gives the ball, ball away, and he and he could he starts off season scoring a couple of goals and, and if, if he starts weighing in with, with more goals and being more consistent, I think he can be a good player for us mm. but he just needs to be more consistent for us. Yeah, Rob, I mean, tell me if I'm being asked, Walcott scored a couple of goals, he's got one or two assists. Saturday, I don't think he did anything wrong. I just, you know, the, the Kenny ball into Walcott then the crossover to, to Tosin, it, it, it was great but I just feel like maybe we should be getting a bit more out yeah, of him. And so ju- just let me carry on there. The, the one thing I feel like there was one incident in the second half where he 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 managed to get hold of the ball and he was running at he was running at a goal and he instead of passing it or looking for someone else he, he went for a shot and it was a terrible shot. I just thought that's greedy. That I know, you, I know, you know what, what mean? you mean. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, and he was actually going away from goal in the end when exactly. he took the shot, wasn't he? You know, yeah. maybe, obviously you're running yeah. in a pace, but I don't know. I just I just feel like especially against Arsenal last week, whether he it was overawed, I don't know. I thought he was non-existent. Um, I think. Should we, should we expect more from Theo Walcott? I think, you know what, if you look at Walcott's stats this year, or even since he joined the club, they're great. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's he's the on, thing, it's hard to yeah, form he, a, like, an argument. Yeah, he's on three or four assists this season. He's on 
two or three goals. So you'd say, you know, he's doing all right. But every single time, what infuriates me about Walcott is, 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 is his inability to either A, read the game and make the run for Kenny when Kenny's got the ball to distribute it, or it's decision-making, mm. like we just talk, spoke about with mm. that shot. Well, there. it was just that shot he had... I think South um, Southampton. Who did we play? Fulham. <laughs> they had about three. I think we only had three defenders back, and I th- I'm sure we had. Even if this kind of guy was running up the pitch trying to, trying to get forward, I just thought oh, there's a pass there rather than a shot. Yeah, you know, strikers like instinct. I get it, but you know, I, I, I put at the same time, it's 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 probably one of them things which is probably set Walcott back from being a top top player. Yeah, you know, throughout yeah. his career, you know, if he was that no. Again, it's no disrespect, but if he was that good, Arsenal would still want him. Yeah. Well, is that is that why it was only seen to be us and Southampton who came you in for him mean? at the there's time? A, you know, there's, yeah. the, you know, there's a levels re- in there. There's a reason mm-hmm. he's not in the England frame anymore, and 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 I think it's down to just his all round game. Don't get me wrong; he, he scores goals wherever he goes, and he's he will create for you. But I know what you mean about just feeling like there's that little bit more mm-hmm. in there uh, with know. it with him, and and. He's, don't be wrong, he's not as frustrating as the likes of Balassi was. You get, you certainly get a lot more from him. You get more of an outlet from him anyway. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> Most let's, people you know, do, to be honest. And, and, let's, and, let, and, let's, and let's face it, that's who his replacements would be. If he wasn't in the team, you know, it probably would be Yannick Balassi. But, yeah, I know I know what you're saying. It's it. I just feel that li- always that little bit more mm-hmm. that they, they, they can be from him. And that shot on Saturday afternoon was a prime example. There the was players steaming in. And all he had to do is maybe, for me, he's either got to take the shot earlier while he's aiming at goal, or if he's going away from goal, just cut it back anyway. Mm. You never know who's, got, who's steaming in. And it's, yeah, that's probably what sets him aside from being a top, top, top player. Yeah. Or just to clarify, I'd rather have Walcott than Blasco. Oh, yeah, I think we all would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, then to finish off, uh, we usually do it. Um, just to finish off on Fulham, top, top three players of the game, Lee? Um. Number number three, I would say. I, I would I would say Dean. I thought, I thought Lucas Dean had, did all right. Yeah. Uh, number two, I'd say Sigurdsson, and number one, I'd say, I'd say Garnagay. I thought he got got around the pitch a lot. One of our tackles. Yeah, uh, pretty much the exact same as mine. But I think I did put on Twitter that Richarlison was my number two. Um, I did leave Sigurdsson out on my top three but I just felt like he only gave a, a 45 minute yeah. performance rather than a full 90 where those three did it at least you know 80 to 85 minutes and especially uh, Guy uh, just just brilliant for me Rob uh, I went for this guy he was my man of the match because I thought he was absolutely outstanding through, throughout the whole game I think it was 12 interceptions he made 12 tackles and interceptions I think he was just we, we spoke about it before in the podcast when he's playing the role that he should be playing absolutely He's he's un- he's the be- he's he's the best at it, you know, and, and I think the stats in the Premier League have proven that so far. Second, uh, Lucas Dean, the lad showing his class week in week out. You know, there's a reason he's played for Barcelona. You know, you can see he's played for some top teams in yeah. the past as well. Um, and my third one, um, Michael Keane. Um, I did leave Sigurdsson out because it was only a 45 minute performance from him. Mm. Um, but I thought Michael Keane handled uh, Mitrovic with ease. Mm. Um, you know. He's not an easy player to play against, and I think it was it's it was a game which highlighted Michael Keane's improvements within the team so far w- within this season, 
and long may continue. All fair comments, I believe. Um, all right, moving on then. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast. This podcast is going to go out Tuesday morning, even though it is Monday now. Uh, so we play Southampton <laughs> on Tuesday. Um, Carabao Cup, let's preview that. Um, what are we thinking for the team, Lee? Surely the likes of Bernard and Luchman got to get a shout. I'm hoping he only makes a couple of changes. The, the, the likes of Bernard's. Um, I'm not sure whether he, whether he play Luckman because there's been times when he hasn't even brought him on. Um, but the likes of Bernard's, maybe Tosin up front for Calvert Lewin. Um, maybe maybe Snyder for Tom Davis, even though he wasn't going to mention Tom Davis. <laughs> um, and yeah, and at and possibly Baines, he, he, he could bring Baines back for back for Dini, But yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's it. I'm hoping he doesn't like like change Pickford and change a few other players. Rob Lee's obviously saying to you know keep the keep the span of the team together and maybe give the likes of Dean a, a rest, get Tosin back in the team. He scored the goal. Um, Bernard on the yeah. on the uh, on the left flank maybe. Um, I think I think we'll see Stecklenberg in goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as much as we like to see Pickford, I think. Uh, Stecklenberg is his cup keeper because uh, he started the last game um, Baines will play I think um, give Dean a rest uh, after that I'd like to see a solid I, I don't want to see him mess around with the centre-halves keep it Keane and Zuma yeah. it's Premier League opposition mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to play a strong team themselves so let's not let's not you know take too many chances Kenny will start uh, right back because I, I don't know what Coleman's situation is Um after that, then I think he's got, I think he's got a bit of free reign. Really, what to do? I think he probably will give Tom Davis a rest, given the amount, the amount of football he's played. Hmm. Um, give Schneiderlin a go. I think we might see the introduction of Dahl. Um Yeah, good shout. But we've got a big game at the weekend as well, and I don't think, you know, I think he might give Tosin a rest and say, you know what, mate, I know you only came on, but I'd know. play, I'd play Tosin, you know. Would you? Yeah, mm, I, I would. And then it's like a, the cup game, although we we need to win, we're desperate to win. It's almost like a free goal, isn't it? Yeah, do you know what I mean? I know, yeah, I would have played Tosin as well. And then I think Bernard will start. I think it's time he starts the game. Um, and then you know, dare we say we might even see Luckman get a game, but you don't know. But I, 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 I'm not really too bothered what he does the top half of the pitch. But I'd like to see a pretty mm-hmm. consistent, you know, bottom half with the. You know, with the back four and maybe yeah. the old midfielders, yeah. Uh, Leicester away, wait the winner then. Tough um, game. Obviously, play them again on on Saturday. That is a very tough game, isn't yeah. it? In the course of game, you know they've yeah. got you know very decent players. So, uh, predictions then, Lee, for for um, the Southampton game. I I think we will win again, and I think we win two nil. Two nil. I'll go with that. Two nil. I'll go three one. I think maybe two clean sheets in a row is asking a bit too much. <laughs> I go three one. I think it'll be three nil. Then we we might concede. I mean, I, c- I could be completely wrong on this as well. But looking at Southampton's form as well, I think their attentions are going to be hopefully be away from the cup as well. Mm. So hopefully we can get it's the thing. We isn't can it? put the game to bed early doors really, and just yeah. and then maybe use use the bench then and just use it wisely and and give certain players rest and whatnot and get them all fresh and fit for Saturday. I think Richarlison will start on the bench and maybe come on? Or I think I think given the fact that Richarlison's only just come back, I think he'll start. think so? Yeah, possibly through the middle. 
you know, he might expect he might use this as a, an opportunity to, ex- to experiment. It's great, isn't it? We've got so many options. Oh, why are we? Why do we always moan? Always moan, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we want to win every week. Yeah, that's it. Uh, just to finish off, um, what a week for Jordan Pickford, by the way. All oh, the news yeah. that he's had, he's yeah. engaged, baby, six clean sheets, six-year yeah. contracts. Just uh, congratulations on yeah. all of that then. Um, right, lads, I appreciate it. Thanks very much for coming in. Um, remember, all the listeners, if, you're, uh, if you like what you listen to, subscribe uh, to, the, to the channel via the iTunes and Acast app. You can do that by searching Royal Blue. You'll be able to find the View from the Gala Street fan podcast on that channel. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast. 